0: Welcome to Doctor Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and and Masters, Tourer, Caster, Dragon Dragonrider, and Major Death. So it doesn't
1: get old. That does not get old in
0: the slightest. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you you can't tell because I have one of these goofy backgrounds and I don't know if you've noticed this every week, but I I point to my oh that I when I, did, I
1: I did not I was looking ahead at the notes
0: yeah but That's... I do that every week when I, when I announce Dragon Rider I point off camera there you go.
2: Right. And then I just sit here with like a goofy grin on my face, just like <laughs> cheeks turned
0: red. Who's goofy? I'm the one pointing into thin air <laughs> yeah. at my like bookshelf. Uh, all right. So let's just, uh, got a lot to discuss. It's been a very, very busy week. So, uh, made you want to go over last week's poll question?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, last week's full poll question, we talked about the first week of the Fractured and Alterac Valley meta, and one of the more talked about cards, the Iron Deep Trog. We, we, some people were asking for a nerf, some people thought it was fine. We asked you, what do you think? Does Iron Deep Trog need to be nerfed? We had 28 votes. Thank you to all of you that casted your vote to let us know what you think. And with over three quarters of the votes, 78.6% of you said no. Iron Deep Truck does not need to be nerfed. Only 21.4 said yes. And apparently the 21.4% are the ones that uh, the ones that are being heard because yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting.
1: I, I thought I thought it would be closer to 50-50, honestly. Um but, but yeah, it, it was interesting that it was so resounding into the No category.
0: It was definitely... Um, I was initially of the mind of No last week. Then I watched Worlds and I was like, yes, it needs to be nerfed. And this is a good nerf for it just because I saw games end before they began because of Iron Deep Trog. So like... And that wasn't against Quest Mage. It was against Paladin, which is as board based of a deck as you can possibly be. So like it's not just anti It's just a snowball card that can literally be played on turn one and end the game by turn like four or five. So like Yeah, it needed to be reigned <laughs> in a bit. So uh but speaking of nerfs, we have patch 22.0.2 launched Monday and brought nerfs and buffs. So this happened really quick, but we are going to go over I'm just going to read the nerfs right now and the buffs and then we're going to talk about uh it in our main topic. So first up, celestial alignment, uh used to cost 7 now it costs 8. Nothing else has changed. Alliance Bannerman Paladin uh, used to be a 2-2. Now it is a 2-1. Efficient Octobot used to cost 2. Now it costs 3. Snowfall Guardian, the Shaman, freeze the board, get plus 1, plus 1 for every minion that froze. Used to cost 5. Now it costs six. Touch of the Nathrazem. Uh, old. Uh, deals two damage to a minion. If it dies, restore four health to your hero. New. Instead, it heals you for three. So it heals you for one less than it did before. Rune Mithril Rod. Um, used to cost four. Now it costs five. And remember when it costs three. <laughs> Bloodsail Deckhand uh, used to cost, it used to be a 2-2, now it's a 2-1, back to its original stats. So the Iron Deep Trog, uh, it used to read, after your opponent cast a spell, summon a copy of this. New, after your opponent casts a spell, summon another Iron Deep Trog. And then we have Moarg Artificer. Um, the two four is now a three cost two five. So it's up one. It used to cost two. Now it costs three. Plus it got plus one on its health as a compensation for the up in cost. I I mean I think that is kind of is bigger than it initially looks. So um, then we go to the buffs. So Beast, the hero card, Beast, Beast Stalker, Tavish, uh, the hero power used to cost three. Now it costs two. Gray Sage Parrot for Mage. Uh, it was an old, the old cost was eight and it was a six, six. Now it costs six and is a four, five. Magister Dongrasp, old, cost 8, new, cost 7. Old Hero Power, deal d- 1 damage, honorable kill, gain plus 2 damage. New Hero Power, deal 2 damage, honorable kill, gain plus 2 damage. Wildfire Mage, old, increase the h- damage of your Hero Power by 1, new, Increase the damage of your hero power by one this game. Um, And then we have dust refund for Drek'thar and Vandar. The base versions of Drek'thar and Vandar are now eligible for full dust refunds. We will be doing a separate update later on patch day to grant additional arcane dust to players who already disenchanted the card. More on everything and our main topic as i said at the beginning just wanted to give you guys a heads up as to why we were not stopping and talking about everyone we'll talk about it during the main time there's a
1: lot to talk about yeah, exactly and a lot of that stuff affects other things that are going on so it, it felt
0: like five minutes of reading with me just reading what it was without like stopping to be like okay this is this this is this like so we got a lot to cover, so mage, you want to keep going on the news here.
1: Yes, to give you a break, uh we also have the launch of Hearthstone Wintervale uh occurred as of today, uh as we record this on Tuesday, there is as part of that, we have a legendary quest line with three parts that awards six total card packs. Uh the three parts to the quests are play 3 games. Then play three games in ranked standard, and then play three games in duels. So, if you do each of those steps, you'll gain two packs per step for a total of six total packs. Uh, we have two holiday themed tavern brawls coming each of the next two weeks. We have the gift exchange brawl and wacky, waxy Wintervale tavern brawl. Both of these we've had before, but they will be returning once again for uh, some. Holiday cheer, I guess. Uh, we have a free hero portrait available. It is the Snowman Thrall hero portrait it is available to claim in the shop. So just log in, go into the shop, and you can claim that for free. Uh there are other winter esque sort of hero portraits that are available. One of them is the grandfather winter Magni Hero Portrait. That does include a card back with it. Uh, that is available for ten dollars US. We also have two Wintervale bundles to get you the other eight heroes. Their their portraits. Uh, they're in two sets of four for twenty five dollars US each. One of them contains Illidan the Naughty, which is the Demon Hunter portrait. Grinch. Uther, which is the Paladin portrait, Valera, the nice, the Rogue portrait, and Little Winter's helper, Nemzi the Warlock portrait, can, are all in one bundle. And the other bundle contains Ice Lord Malfurion, the Druid portrait, Ice Lady Teronda, the Priest portrait, Snow Flipper Rexar, the Hunter portrait, and uh, uh, I forgot what her name is from uh, from Frozen, but Ice Elsa. <laughs> Elsa. Elsa. For, for mage. I mean Frost Fairy Jaina for Mage. So those are those are the bundles that are available. Again, you'll get four of those for $25 US. And if you're a Battlegrounds player, there is also a Battlegrounds bundle available containing Great Father Boom, as in Dr. Boom, as an alternate bartender, and eight festive holiday hero portraits. Uh, that is for twenty dollars US. So, lots lots of uh, fun Wintervale stuff now for the next couple weeks, and then the other big news item that we had before we get into the tournament discussion is we had another Ixar Twitter Q and A. This is number thirty six. Um, Dean covered cards, cosmetics, and tavern brawls among other topics uh, regarding Diamond Hero portraits. He says, We'll do something different with heroes at some point. Diamonds are great, but we want to keep looking at different ways for cards to feel special. Would love to make more types of frames, alternate art cards, different shaped portraits, etc. Uh, Regarding the auto squelch feature, uh, we've been split internally for a long time. At this point, there is enough internal positivity for it that getting a pitch for exactly where it would exist and look like is just something we should look at to see if we like it. And regarding revisiting old keywords, he says almost always a flavor thing when we will revisit. I could see us doing something more with twin spell, reborn, corrupt. There are a bunch. So we could see we could re, be revisiting some old keywords again in the future. Is what it is what it sounds like to me. So, those were those are just some of the things that he talked about during the Q and A. Obviously, we'll have links to these uh, in the show notes so you can get uh, all all the information that he covered. Dragon Rider, this was a big weekend for for tournaments. We had world championships and an esports announcement. Why don't you tell us about those?
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, just in case there is anybody who might still be catching up on VODs or hasn't seen spoilers and doesn't want to know who won yet, skip ahead 10 seconds. Okay, so we had for our world championship winner this year, Possessi as the 2021 champion so great to see he defeated Glory three two in the finals. That was Gabby just incredible. Gabby and face rounded out top four. Yeah, it was it was crazy.
0: Like like that was that was like the most like tense um, finals in like and that was some like literally I was just watching I was like this is like the best Hearthstone I've seen in a long time. It was just. And then the fact that glory glory made it all the way back to the finals to game five, like that was just like it doesn't get much better than that yes so the,
1: the this justin he he's good is is i think what we're
0: saying <laughs> right. i mean i yeah. think I think you could call glory the goat just because like who else has done that back to back years and made it to the finals? There's a lot of moving pieces to do that, so who uh
2: luna <laughs> right
0: yeah luna not oh, take not taken away from yeah yeah luna's extremely has been extremely consistent as well so like not taken away from her but like yeah I, I, i'm gonna give gory just an edge like yeah
2: yeah exactly it's, it's crazy to see these consistent players like this especially at that high level and those high pressure tournaments like it's 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 insane it's so good but the uh the lineup there was quest line otk demon hunter celestial druid face hunter and Garrot rogue uh pretty common decks uh the otk demon hunter celestial alignment and Garot were pretty like pretty much brought almost by everybody um uh, so yeah virtually Uh, Unchanged, Garot Rogue, and OTK Demon Hunters from what we had before. There really wasn't any new cards in in their lists, but also that makes sense, I think, just as a a comfort, and there weren't really uh, necessarily any cards that really impacted or felt like they needed to change the lists up to include new stuff. Uh, And then Celestial Druid was a strong third deck as well uh, that kind of originated from past uh, expansions, and then the only two owllocks and two OTK Shamans had a bit more Alterac Valley cards in the mix. But, yeah, it, it definitely uh, was kind of a, a case of older decks, quote-unquote older, uh, or, like, not necessarily the newest stuff. But, honestly, they only had, like, a week and a half or a week after the expansion came out to before they had to actually submit their lineup. I think it was, like, a week and two days um or a week and a day and well, a half yeah. or something.
1: I, I mean the launch date was the seventh. The they did this on the eighteenth and nineteenth. So that was maximum twelve days. Like eleven days. Eighteenth and nineteenth. Eleven days. And yeah, you they had to get it their decks lists in a couple of days prior to that. So yeah, they probably only had like nine days. To, to decide what they were going to bring. And so bringing something you've brought and played and know makes a lot of sense. I wonder how different this would have looked if it had been in like in mid-January or something where there was another month worth of worth of time to, to figure out decks. Potentially there could have been balance changes in there as well. Um, it would have been really curious. I've, I'm very curious to see what it would have looked like. Uh, because I mean, I think we have had the championship after the first of the year before. If I'm remembering correctly.
2: I think it's right? been a while, but I think there was. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. That, yeah. But yeah, I, I do think there probably would have been some different deck choices if like this had been played after Let's say the nerfs that we just got, uh, things probably would look a little differently. But you know that's that's just the way it goes sometimes. But um, it was it was still a great tournament all around. Uh, you know, great casting is always great production, great all of that. There was they did interviews and the live winner interview. It was just there. Was, there was a lot of good things. Um, so it was a great way to close out the year. But. They also announced next year. You know, of course, this was the last tournament of this year. So we're looking ahead now at next year. So they unveiled their plans and then put out a blog post, which will have, uh, you know, links to all of that as well for you. But one big thing, Grandmasters is being phased out during 2022. So there is still going to be the first season is still effectively going to be the same as what we've seen before. Second season going to look a little bit different, but after that, no more grandmasters and the world championship is going to double with the amount of players. So this year was eight next year is going to have 16 and that is being split up a little bit. It's going to be four players from the China gold series, four players that will qualify through the grandmaster system. And then eight that qualify uh, additionally. So, Lots of stuff here. So let's kind of get into a little bit of how all of that happens. Uh, ladder will have a larger focus. So it's going to allow more players to qualify for the Masters Tours events. Uh, 150 per tour. So I think they increased it from 25 to 50. Like 50 places on ladder. Uh, so quite a bit. And that's per per server, of course, right? So that's that's how you get the additional players there Um, and they're also still doing the um, the qualifiers for the masters tours and they did adjust a little bit there as well Uh, the I think there's a little bit less qualifiers so that's that's different and before I know we talked about it and I know I talked about even my experience trying to grind 20 qualifiers and have a really high win percentage Uh, They've dropped that now to 10, but I think it's only now going to be 20 qualifiers per region for each Masters Tour. So essentially you have to be in the top 50 players to have the highest win percentage over at least half of the qualifiers for each Masters Tour, which seems kind of like a lot still. Um, But just like they had over this year, there's still going to be six Masters Tour events. Uh, The first three, though, are now going to feed into what they're calling the Masters Summer Championship. uh, Which this kind of system of like qualifiers into the Masters Tour into a a seasonal championship, then leading into uh, the kind of grand, you know, World Championship finale thing is kind of the reminiscent of HTC system that they had before, it's just a little different. Um, And then the second three of the year, the Masters Tours, the final three will lead into the Masters Fall Championship. And on top of all that, that's all standard. (laughs) That is all just standard. They are also introducing a Battlegrounds competitive program called Battlegrounds Lobby Legends. Uh, They didn't really announce a lot of stuff for it yet. They said they're going to be making some more posts and more details and all of that uh over the next cu- couple of months, is kind of what they said, so we'll see on that they they mentioned invitationals, but then I've seen things on Twitter that's like well, they're inviting people from ladder like the the latter you know ranked so I don't know, I don't know exactly how I was gonna, gonna say we'll see, it, but... it it was
0: it was supposed to be their like one off events during the year, and there's gonna be sixteen players invited. And A bar said something about standard or standings on the ladder, but like didn't go into all of it. So it was kind of vague on how they were going to get that. So
2: Yeah, I think they're probably still finalizing and uh, my guess too that is would like make they, sense. they might be putting out a little bit of like feelers like, Hey, we're doing battlegrounds and sixteen people and then they're gonna maybe gauge um off of some community feedback and stuff as well and, and get insights because um, they've definitely taken a lot of uh, community feedback and player insights uh to make a lot of these changes. So I think a lot of these changes are what a lot of players have been requesting and want to see. So um you know, that's it's good. There's a lot of changes. I do want to mention the last thing I know a lot of people have not enjoyed and have stopped watching since uh, all of the competitive stuff has gone to YouTube. Uh, They did actually say on Twitter, I think it was Eric Elliott's, uh, Abar might have also confirmed it, but that contract with YouTube does expire at the end of 2022. So there is definitely potential for after that. Things might go back to Twitch. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but... For now, for the next year, yes, it's still all going to be on YouTube. So we'll see how that all goes. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty optimistic. I think just adding more tournaments is going to be great. Uh, you know, we're going to have all of these qualifiers and we still have the Masters Tours. But then we're going to have these the Summer and Fall Championship and then the bigger, kind of more open World Championship. So I'm, I'm quite excited.
1: I was shocked that they decided to phase out grandmasters. I I, I know too. there's been a lot Me of talk too. about about the fact that a lot of people w- have been not very happy with that system and and how and how that's worked and they've tried tweaking it uh, during during its time. But I was still when that was like the first thing that was mentioned. It's like, whoa, there, <laughs> this, this this is serious. These are big big changes that are coming and uh it seems like based on the the feedback that i've read since then that it is being received pretty much entirely positively even even from people that are in grandmasters now or would be in 2022 it it feels like a lot of people are are they're 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 just fine with this
2: i have seen some people uh they're they're not happy with the grandmaster system leaving. Um, there 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 is a bit of people that are, are definitely like kind of I don't want to say like backlash towards that uh, you know that announcement, but they definitely are not happy about it. Um, you know, talking about things like that, players can't make a living off of this. But I don't know. I I personally think there's a lot more that goes into that and. I think for a a system to create more opportunities for people across trying to compete being in the scene whether that's you know as a competitor hopefully this opens up more opportunities for casters as well they're getting the battlegrounds in there I think just opening things up a bit more in general is just better for the scene overall for for players for spectators and hopefully for the growth of you know, it as an official esports and and getting sponsorships and things like that in in the system overall as well.
1: Yeah. It, it makes sense. It makes sense that the people that were in the current system that were benefiting from that system, they have the most to lose, obviously. But I yeah, Abar's big point was we want to create more opportunities for for people, more people to get more opportunities. And and it does does feel like more more opportunities for more people this way and and I I think the Hearthstone as an esport can only
0: benefit from having more people getting more
1: opportunities.
0: Yeah. I've, I'm I, I, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna like I like the consistency of like the season, like the eight weeks in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like getting to watch con- like high level competitive Hearthstone, like I really enjoyed that, but it, it seemed like it was burning out a lot of people, so like, I would rather the players be happy. It's it's not that I'm going to miss the system, like, I didn't have a stake in it, I just like getting a tournament every week for, like, 16 weeks out of the year, and then, you know, culminating worlds. It's not that I don't, like, I still watch Masters tours, like, still watch those when they, you know, when they're on, but at the same point time, I'm like, that's something constant I could just have on, you know, on the weekends, and it was just enjoyable. So I'm sad. I'm sad about less Hearthstone r- regularly to watch because this, like this year too, they only have six master tours. Um, but maybe they'll be increasing the size, you know, number of master tours they run because they don't have to run grand masters for sixteen weeks. So.
2: Yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting. Um, I personally am hoping that is. I don't think it's gonna happen in necessarily in 2022, but I, I'm. To me, this feels like it's kind of a transition year, right? They're not just saying, "Oh, we're just immediately stopping grandmasters." No, they're saying, "Hey, this will be the last year," so they're they're still doing it, but they're gonna kind of ease players into the next thing, and you know, again, it's also going to be when the YouTube contract ends. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I personally hope that going into like 2023 and beyond, um, I I think this is going to start incentivizing because there will be more players in general and kind of that, Hey, more people can actually get some money in there. I do hope this brings back a little bit more, uh, teams into hearthstone as well because we did have a lot of teams like that were just straight up dropped their hearthstone competitive teams they dropped hearthstone players completely you know a couple years ago and I, i just hope that that kind of brings that back because i think having teams invested in the scene and bringing sponsors and stuff to the scene for players or whatever as well will will increase so that's my wish
0: Alright, so... We uh, ready to move on to the main topic? And, uh... Whew. Nerfs. <laughs> Nerfs.
2: There's a lot.
1: That's... Nerfs and buffs. There, there are buffs here, too, that I think are not insignificant as well.
0: I would agree with that. I think that's a very fair point. Um, But let's... Let's kind of go down the list. Um, Celestial Alignment. Up from 7 to 8. Um, This feels, like, somewhat impactful. This kind of feels like the, uh, the Guardian Animals nerf, right? Like, remember when Guardian Animals used to cost 7 and they upped it to 8 to slow it down? You could still play Guardian Animals... Because druid can ramp like crazy, and I think they can ramp even more with wild heart guff. So, like, I think this is a good nerf for the meta game overall. It slows it down by generally a turn. So, I like I like this nerf. How do you guys feel about the celestial?
1: I, I think it's gonna be. Very impactful. I think the the biggest thing that I that celestial alignment druid I think had going for it is how smoothly the curve went when you got your ramp to get to celestial alignment. Specifically, I'm <laughs> I'm looking at overgrowth into celestial alignment. Basically, it was just this nice back to back turn that if your opponent did not kill you, uh, you just were able to very quickly then go off the following turn. And, and um, I, the fact that there's now going to be this extra turn in there, presumably, or a ramp card needs to be like a wild, uh, the, a lightning bloom needs to be used in order to, in order to be able to do it on back-to-back turns. I think, I think is huge. It's uh, it's it, it it makes a big deal it's one less resource they the uh the druid will have post celestial alignment um i i feel like the deck is still good in insofar as like what killed it before was aggressive ag- aggressive decks great decks that put minions on the board right away and hit you in the face really hard and and You basically had to, it felt like when you were the Celestial Droid, you had to decide, can I do the Celestial Alignment on 7 or will they kill me because of what they have on board and what they have in hand that they can play post-Celestial Alignment or not. And, you know, sometimes you were right, sometimes you were wrong. More often than not, if you were right and they couldn't kill you, you go off. You just you have this this giant turn with Lady Anaconda, a bunch of spells with the um, the 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 card that splits uh, splits the choose one into two separate spells. Jerry Rig
0: carpenter.
1: Jerry Rig carpenter works really well in this deck. So the fact that you can draw cards and you can gain mana crystals post celestial alignment for real cheap is is really really important. And so. It felt a little too consistently easy for the opponent to just be able to do this really fast and completely shut down a game. Um this makes it a little bit more difficult, makes it a little bit more dicey for them. So I I I'm I'm happy to see this change, frankly.
2: Yeah, I I think this is one it's uh like a uh, like you said earlier daring with um guardian animals when that change happened i feel like a lot of people dropped guardian animals like they they changed they stopped playing it and then it's kind of slowly came back and then people were like oh like okay this change isn't like that bad it's still playable uh and i that is how i feel about this one because of everything you said like i think it can still be good it's just that one turn depending on where the meta's at and You know, obviously right now people are like, oh, it was nerfed. It's not as good. So they're just kind of like cutting it or they're playing other things. But I think it's still going to be fine. So, yeah, I don't know what else they could have done with this one. Some of the other cards we're going to talk about is like, was this really the change? But I don't know what else they really could have done with Celestial Alignment other than change the the mana cost.
0: Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I, I don't know what else to be done there. Um, alliance banner man seems kind of. I'm not sure why that happened. That doesn't seem like a big change to me. Going from a two-two to two-one. That, that just doesn't seem to make that much of a difference. Dragon Rider, what do you think of this one?
2: I mean, you can kill it a little bit easier. Um, but I I think in a lot of games it was already just getting killed anyways. I so yeah that doesn't feel as impactful. I think maybe they just wanted to go for trying to keep it a little easier to kill rather than changing the buff effect because I think if they changed it to something like um instead of everything getting plus one plus one, everything only gets like plus one health or or even plus one attack, that kind of i I think makes the card way worse nice so I yeah. think just changing the the stats on it to just be a slightly weaker body is like kind of a compromise of trying to actually nerf it and change it a little bit without making it nerfed into the ground.
0: Mage, what, what do you feel? How do you feel about this one?
1: So I I think this is actually one of the least impactful nerfs that we that we have in this list. Uh, I think you're running a alliance bannerman because of the battle cry effect and you don't really care that you're pay you were already getting an understatted minion to begin with you're getting a 2/2 two, two for 3 mana but it was the the buff that it was draw, it was drawing a card and it was buffing every every minion in your hand and that was really that that was what you were paying the the mana cost for and and I I feel like hand buff paladin and even Libram Paladin would still are are still gonna feel okay running this because of that battle cry effect and the fact that you're drawing cards. It's a built-in card draw and it buffs everything. It just it it, it it is it is what those decks would like to do in one card. And and you're not gonna find anything more efficient than that. Yes, it's a little bit easier to kill. It suddenly now is a 3-2 if it's been buffed. Rather than a three-three, that doesn't really make that big a difference either. It's just I I I am just fine with it. They the, if they're gonna do it, they the, the dev comment on this just so you're aware. They said Paladin is very consistent, powerful package of cards that they will include in quite a few distinct strategies. Bannerman is is one of these cards that can fit into a wide range of decks. Lowering its health by one should tone down paladin decks by a small amount across the board so i don't know if i necessarily agree with that yes i guess because of the health change but like again it gets back to what am i what why is this card in my deck this card's in my deck to draw cards to buff cards and they didn't change that so that's why i think this is it's still gonna see play it's still gonna be good and uh it's still gonna help you win games
0: yeah, I can't remember who was... I was listening to someone talk about it. It's like, when was the last time you got upset and got killed by the body in the... Last, when was that the <laughs> thing that made the difference? And it's just... Yeah,
1: it's it's very, very infrequent that that's going to matter. Yeah. I, I think about, like, the, the... What was the warrior card that, that doubled a damaged minion gave you an extra copy of a damaged minion that they buffed and like made the stats worse on it but didn't change the effect I,
0: Blood-sworn I'm drawing a Bloodsworn mercenary Bloodsworn mercenary Yes yeah. it,
1: this feels like the Bloodsworn mercenary sort of nerf where you're changing the stats on the on the body but the body wasn't the reason you were running the card anyway it was just <laughs> this is this is why you know it's still good. that card was still good post nerf this card's still going to be good post-nerf. It's
2: very much like Hand of a Doll. Like, remember when Hand of a Doll got nerfed from plus two, plus two to plus two, plus one? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, there are some cases where it does make a difference. Yep. But overall, like, it's still a great card. There are cases hard, hard where still, it matters, <laughs> but overall... card it was
1: broken before, bad. now it's still really good, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. But I, I'm getting kind of the same vibes from this one. I did play some of my buff paladin again today to start, and I still—I I small sample size, but I still went like three one with it, and I was like, okay, this seems good still. Every you know, it, you're just playing on curve. You're still buffing. You're landing stuff. Still felt good.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Uh, it's just I can't. I don't know. It just... I, I, I honestly don't understand that one. The next one I understand a bit more. Uh Octobot. Uh, now it costs three. I've also heard people talking about this, and they don't think it's that big of a difference. Um, that... Like, more people who are better at the game than I saying they think it, it's not going to do much to Garot Rogue. And... I think it's gonna slow it down, but I still think uh, an efficient octobot is still gonna be a, a really good card to play. So I mean, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. St- it's okay. It's okay for rogue to have really good cards. It just just because you have some PTSD about it doesn't mean they have to like nuke it from orbit just to be sure, like. It, it's okay if it's a really good card that's a bit slower. So I think I feel like this is a fair uh, a fair change to it. it. Reminds me of the um uh what do you call it the uh, evil miscreant. It's it's something powerful. It costs three mana, and you don't have to. You do have to combo it though. Essentially, right? You you like you never you rarely ever play the evil miscreant without a combo. You rarely ever play the uh, efficient Autobot, uh, Octobot without being able to Procto Octo, so you know it's it's definitely one of those things. I think
1: you I think you play it on two sometimes if yeah. you, if your opponent hasn't played a minion on one and you think they can't really easily remove it, that sort of thing. That though that's a situation. I so I think about like the Fury Hunter versus J Alexander girl Rogue. Uh, matchup that that was done a best of nine series uh, during United in Stormwind, and they were routinely uh, OTK each other on turn seven, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so freaking fast! And and uh, and Octobot's the reason for that, and the fact that it was two mana is part of the reason for that, and so I think, I I honestly I think the deck is still going to be good i think it slows it down by at least a turn and maybe as many as two turns because you typically wanted to play more than one get more than one octobot proc and you weren't always shadow stepping the octobot to get that second or third proc um so uh you know well to get a third i suppose you'd have to but that's that second one you you have to pay the the cost of the octobot for so um it could slow it down as many as two turns and and like i I, it might be a hair slower already because of the inclusion of of scabs to the deck It it does feel like when i've been watching the deck it it is not you know bleeding through the deck so fast that it's doing these typical turn seven otks but uh I I think the players that are really proficient in the deck are still going to be able to win games with it. And and I'm just fine with that because I think the deck is very skill-intensive. In fact, according to Vicious Syndicate, it's one of the most skill-testing decks they have data for. And and I'm fine with those decks existing. And if people are good enough to play those decks and get wins, then they should be able to get get those wins and this is going to make it a bit more challenging for them but i i I suspect those people are going to still be able to do
0: that yeah it's a it's a really challenging deck to play i have not played it since the nerf the the nerf to garrote but i hit legend with garrote rogue last month so i played a lot of games with it so um dragon rider what do you think about the nerfs to octo
2: So initially I was kind of bummed because I I felt like I wanted this to have its health changed. But the more I thought about it and then also hearing other arguments like, you know, I think it would still just be the same effect if the health was changed. I think the mana um, is definitely the better case here because like you're talking about, Mage, there's just there's so many effective ways to use the mana in the deck. And even thinking about, okay, well, if you do have this in hand and you use the Scab's Hero Power, well, before, that would become free. Or, you know, if you uh, had the second Octobot in your hand when you got the first Octobot discount, then all of a sudden that Octobot costs one. If you Shadow Step it, it's free. You know, there's just so many different things where now, even just having to pay that one mana causes those turns to require a little bit more which and we've talked about just slows down that much and there have been a lot of changes in the past where people have said things like oh that one mana is not going to make a difference but then in practice it does make a difference and I I think especially with cards where you're running double of them that it's going to make a difference
0: okay then we move on to um Snowfall Guardian I I don't know. I mean, feels like it's still going to see play at 6 mana. Kind of a feels like a finesse thing. So, I, I I'm okay with this nerf. I I don't know what else to say about that one.
1: This is one of two cards from the actual Fractured in Alterac valley that got nerfed the other being the iron deep Trog that we'll talk about in a bit uh i i mean i don't think necessarily that like this, this card is really good and it's still going to be good at six mana just as it is at five mana um i i feel like given the the suite of cards and what the di- what the freeze shaman is trying to do I don't know if that extra turn's going to allow you to kill them or anything like this the the issue to me and i think i feel like the reason we didn't see free shaman before and the reason it feels kind of bad to play against now is the multiple turns of freeze that end up occurring so it's the the confluence of the fact that you have two of these snowfall guardians in your deck and you have two of the the parrots in your deck that that you basically get to do this multiple turns in a row and you're and you kind of lock out your opponent that if they're doing any sort of board based deck from really being able to do much of anything with regards to um, trying to trying trying to win the game, so um, yeah, it makes that first one come down a turn later. But uh, you know, I, is that enough to? Uh, put them in any sort of jeopardy as far as being able to be aggroed down by by an aggressive style deck. I, I'm not entirely sure because you have wind chill and you have other freeze effects that are occurring be, before that point too. Um, so yeah, I I am curious to see how much of it, how much this change actually affects the the makeup of the deck. But my my feeling is a frost nova on a body that gets bigger based on the number of minions at, Fro- at frost novas is probably worth six mana, just as it was worth five mana before.
2: Yes. As someone who was playing a lot of buff paladin and things like secret hunter uh, and all that, even before this, I am amazed that you were not seeing that many free shamans because I seem to have ran into all of them and it sucked. Play those decks against freeze shaman and even today after these changes when i was playing it still sucks having your board frozen over and over uh so yeah even at six it still felt it still felt fine it still felt playable um, again just trying to slow things down that single turn um i'm not sure personally if I think this need to change, but I think in terms of trying to make Freeze Shaman less good, I feel like Macaw might need changed. Like Macaw still feels like it's it's a little too good. Um, especially with things like Bolner Um and comboing it with with the freezing. But we'll see how it develops. Again, and, you know, if you're against a deck that like plays no minions, freeze shaman just kind of does nothing. So or has to freeze its own stuff, which that kind of feels bad. So it's it's a really interesting deck, I think. So I want to see how this develops and how many board-based decks we get. Because I, I feel like a lot of the kind of OTK or combo style decks that we've had all kind of got hit with these nerfs. So I'm curious to see if the meta does get more board-based. In which case, I think this Freeze Shaman is still going to be good. And that's why they... Also decided to just kind of preemptively, or you know, it was already good. But I think they just lumped this in with these changes uh, ahead of time. Otherwise, I think they would have had to do another patch and make this change, anyways.
0: Okay, then we look at touch of the in Um, it heals you for one less each time. Like I think I I understand they were hitting um the uh what do you call it Ah, the, the any warwalk deck sorry my my bad my brain just went numb <laughs> so uh, this one this is not the the change that i feel like that like is really hurting the the warlocks of the world here um this just feels like okay that's fine you know like this this is not the end of the world for the Warlock, so um, I don't know. I this doesn't feel like a big change. The next one definitely does, but this one's just like okay, it's, it it it's a little. It's essentially two less healing without Tamsin. If you're using Tamsin in a turn, it's three or four more less healing through the course of a game. So like, it doesn't feel that impactful to me.
1: Why don't we talk about these two changes together and and talk about Rune Mithril Rod going from four to five as well.
0: Rune Mithril Rod, like, you could play at four cost, you could coin it out on turn three, or play it on turn four, and, like, it sucks to, to not be able to do anything on those turns, but, like, it feels like that is so much more impactful. That nerf to five is just, like, ugh. I don't even understand what's <laughs> what you're going to do now. It's just it that is a who who that feels like such a massive change, right? Like to me personally. And I'm not 100% sure, but like to me it feels like that is like a killer. Like this card cannot see play at 5. I could be wrong. Someone could try and fit in. It's just not going to be um as big of a staple like i feel like someone can still try and make it work but it just it slows it down at like such a critical point in the game that i think that taking turn 5 off to play the the rod is just doom unless you're in a super slow matchup so
1: yeah we we've seen uh car, cards that don't affect the board really like this the later in the game they come down the more difficult it is for you to actually be able to do that and and win games as a result of it I, I mean you you said it during the, the uh, discussion or when you went through these the first time, this was a 3 mana card that now costs 5 <laughs> from where it started and you know this was this was i what was driving the fatigue warlock and and the owl otk warlock and you know routinely they were paying four mana and getting you know eight cards discounted by one twice so you're gaining, you're paying four mana and getting sixteen back roughly is is what it is what it ultimately felt like in a lot of cases so when you think about it that way, it doesn't feel like, well, maybe paying five isn't necessarily going to be that big a deal. I think in the short term, that fatigue lock goes away again, kind of like the way, um, the, uh, the Stealer of Souls Warlock went away after, after the first Mithril Rod change. But, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see whether or not somebody, uh, Ends up trying to get this card to work again. I'm with you. The touch of the nathrezim does not feel like a big change at all. I think pretty much every uh, warlock deck was running it. I mean, I think uh, you could make a case that maybe zulak wasn't running it, but like handlock was running it. The fatigue lock was weren't running it. It, it was it was a really nice way of efficiently gaining back health that you were. Causing damage to yourself for for like the demon seed and that, um, it still feels really efficient to do that uh, for for the mana cost. It's it's still one one mana to do this, and um, I I, th- I think that I think that card still sees play where it saw play before uh, without without much of an issue. Yeah, you're gonna probably feel feel it a little bit, but all in all, I think it's still, still worth running.
2: Yeah. I have a lot of those same thoughts as well. Uh, Touch of the Nathrezim, kind of like we talked about with the, uh, some of those Paladin cards, it was just a really good card. And now it's a pretty good card. Like, right. It was like really good. And then it's pretty good still after the nerf. So it just feels like a little more in line. Um, I'm kind of curious myself on the, the choice to just increase the mana cost again on rod. Um, I know I saw a lot of people suggesting things like, um, I think wicked good even suggested maybe only discounting spells in your hand instead of everything in your hand. Um, I saw a lot of people suggesting it only having one durability instead of the two. I could even see them making a change. Like you have to drop five cards instead of the four to get the discount. You know, I, I don't know. I'm curious, but maybe because they had already changed this card, like you said, Mage with, it did kind of fall out of play um, with mana changes and stuff. And some other decks had the same thing where the mana change did cause those certain cards that were kind of really helping the deck. It really changed it. So maybe they were just kind of going in on that same thinking like, Hey, let's just change the mana cost again, you know, and bump it up instead of, changing anything else about it, but I feel like this is one that I, I would have liked to see a more fundamental change rather than just a mana cost change.
0: Yeah, I it would be interesting. So, next one is a reversion of a buff. The Bloodsail deckhand uh, was a... Originally was a 2-1, then it was a 2-2, now it's back to a 2-1, which I think is a really good change because... That card, it for a two two for one, and what it does, like it needed some help before. Um, then it got the uh, the cannoneer. I think I think uh, pirate warrior is doing just fine with that card being one mana. So I think this is a good time to revert back and give someone, give people a a chance to fight back on board because that's that being a two two was just insane like there's just so many ping effects that you can go through the dragger the druid you know there's just there's a bunch of stuff you can take care of it now and it feels more fair like it just doesn't steamroll the game like it had been so
1: I like and and also just being able to value trade in the the early game too a lot of times I mean this was a nice card to be able to play to kind of Deal with an iron deep trog, and you'd still have a you'd still have a two one on the board after the fact, uh, you know, if they hadn't buffed it. And so, yeah, the, the warrior has gotten some cards between the last mini set and this expansion um, to really help out uh, pirate warrior specifically, and just warrior in general. And so, you know, I'm I guess I. I wasn't necessarily thinking this card needed to change but um you know i i don't think it's a problem that it's being reverted back to what it was originally
2: yep i think this is one that just makes a lot of sense uh again kind of that same thinking that we've had before i think this is still a great card it still does a lot of the things that the deck wants to do that the card wants to do uh fits a lot of things and yeah cool good change
1: Yeah, you'll gladly still pay one mana to (laughs) get a minion on the board and reduce the cost of your next weapon by one in Warrior. And play
2: a pirate towards your quest. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and, and play a pirate towards your pirate quest if you're playing the pirate quest, yeah.
0: Yeah, it feels good. Okay, and I guess this is the big one. Iron Deep Trog. Now, instead of creating a copy, it just creates the base minion again. Which as I mentioned, if you haven't seen any of the VODs um of worlds, go back and watch Jao Bai versus Glory. Um there was there was uh Iron Deep Trog Trading going pretty deep there. <laughs> um where it's seriously it's just um so much Uh, How do I put this? It's it's just there were games where the Iron Deep Trog was played on one and that just snowballed the game. Like the original argument is, you know, it interacts against quest decks. And yes, yes, it does. But it also can just win the game on turn one. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's all I need to really say there is it just it can win the game on turn one. By, if there's not an immediate answer and you have buffs, that card can snowball and snowball and snowball. And the logic was, it's like, people are like, yeah, it fights against the spell days decks. Well, I saw that happening against Libram Paladin. You know what I mean? That's not a spell. Like, uh it, there are spells in the deck, but that is a board-based deck. Like, that is all about being on the board and staying on the board. And that deck. Was getting pulverized by that card, so like, I think it. I think it's a good card right now. I just. I. I think this is back in line. <laughs> what do you guys think, Mage?
1: So I did. I didn't see specifically some of the some of the games that you were talking about, but I did see uh, early on Saturday some of the games that definitely did. Uh, get determined very early on by a Iron Deep Trogon 1. I I liked this card the way it was. I, I really did not feel like it needed to be nerfed. I still... I'm less certain about the fact that it didn't need to be nerfed now than I was based on some of the things I'm seeing uh, or saw over the weekend. Um... So I'm really, I'm really struggling with this because I do think that there is, there, I liked what this card, the, the situations you could potentially put your opponent into if they were relying heavily on spells that didn't necessarily deal with this particular minion, um, there are definitely going to be games with like even library paladin where you end up with a handful of spells, and if your opponent plays uh, a Trog early and and is able to get copies because of you playing spells, then yeah, you're going you're going to lose. But it, it I I'm really struggling with this one because I. I, this is going to have a big impact on the card. I don't think the card is nearly as intimidating now as it was before. I think you're willing to, to play spells um, because getting an additional 1-2 on the board really isn't that big a deal. Uh, so I, I the power level of this card goes down immensely by this change. Uh, I don't know that it's a card that is going to see a ton of play now as a result of it um so i i'm i'm very curious to see what impact this had like how much this card does get see how much it sees play after this change yeah i haven't
2: kind of on that same train too
1: yeah i haven't i haven't played a ton of games since the patch went in so i don't have any any knowledge to base on uh, what we've seen so far in the 30 some odd hours that these have been in effect. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Dragon rider.
2: Yeah. It's, this is such a weird card. I feel like, like, I, I feel like the community has been super divided on this card. And even us personally, like, I feel like all of us have kind of gone back and forth on this card. And I don't think there's really been a card like that where we've, Flip flop back and forth or 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 like this so much you know there's cards that we're like okay i hate this card it needs nerfed you know uh daring and pen flinger but uh (laughs) you know there's or there's cards that we really like and it's like it's a really good card but it doesn't need nerfed um but this card in particular is just so interesting and i i definitely was feeling like it didn't need nerfed Uh, i i still don't know if it needed nerfed but I think if it was going to get changed, this is not the change that I would have personally made. I think increasing the mana, honestly, maybe even just making it a one-one, would have been okay. Like because generally it's the once you add a buff to it, it just the health is a lot to deal with too. And I think we've seen that in other cards, they change the health, and then it's like, oh, okay, cool. Now these other things can can kill it, even spells. I don't know. I did see people playing it. I played against it and I played it a little bit and it's definitely a huge impact. Um, I don't know. I, I want to test it more. I want to see how it goes, but maybe this is also something that just it's, they they don't want the early snowball games. And and I feel like there's other cards that we've seen in the past, um, you know, Edwin, I, Edwin dodged nerfs for a long time. But as soon as Edwin became an early game snowball threat, that's when it finally got hit. And And I think that is what we are seeing here with this one is that it just in most cases, it's probably fine. But the cases where you are able to get it early and buff it, it just feels like it ends the game there.
0: Yeah, that's... I mean, that's that's why I supported the buff, or the nerf, was just because I was like, that feels just terrible on a whole different level. Like, just the fact that it's just like, and you're dead. Like, just no ifs, ands, or buts. You're just dead. And it's like, wow, that was both fun and interactive. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm like, okay, I... I, I I get the argument. I like the card, like, and I play control. And I was, I said it on the show last week, I was like, I like the card, and I play like combo decks. I was playing OTK owl, like I was playing Big Hoot Warlock, as it was known. <laughs> um, but like, I just I thought this card was still did something good, and then I saw what it could do in like Hunter, and like paladin and just like i saw games get out of hand on turn one like if it was put down on turn one or turn two the game was just over and i was like that is not something you want in the game because people would start like i guarantee you that would have been a point of contention given a few more weeks so like i i feel like the card change i i know we were all just like Yes, we like what this card does. It's it's very interesting. Um but I, I feel like overall this has been a good change. So maybe maybe the one one, if it was a one one, it might be more approachable in the same logic as the um the uh cap the uh what is it? I, I have to scroll back up. I'm sorry, the blood sail deckhand, what we were just talking about so I don't know. I I I can't say for sure, but I think something had to happen. Okay. And then Moarg Artificer, who <laughs> talk about a uh, contentious card here. Um, yeah, Moarg Artificer. <laughs> it's no longer a uh uh. Two four for two is now a two five for three. So this is hitting warlock pretty hard. Especially with the, the um the rod going down. The mithril rod um going up in price. So this just slows down the removal options and how uh verbose the that the, the warlock could answer almost any state of board um so but i think it to effect, this also hits otk demon hunter so like that's the other thing like the only way you get a free uh um uh moarg now is if you hit it on skull which i don't think is a bad thing because otk demon hunter still annoying so what do you guys how do you, but also number 2 there were a bunch of two damage effects, like school spirits and stuff like that. It will survive school spirits now, um, on board, which it wouldn't before. So that's interesting too. It is tiny; it's a tiny upside, but it is an upside. So, just want to think about that too.
1: Yeah, I think this has a bigger impact in Demon Hunter than it did in the in the. F- in Warlock, just because I think Runed Mithril Rod actually does more to to make that deck less playable than than the Moar going up in in price, um, it's it, like the body effect of doubling spell you know spell damage um, is, is why you play this card, and so this is still going to do that. The, the, what, what it does is it makes it more... You, you need more mana to actually be able to pull off the combo. And and Kurtress, the post-Demon Slayer Kurtress reduces cards by two. So this would still cost one post-Kurtress being played. And I think that does make a big deal because it does... Rec- I mean... When you have combos, you have to figure out the mana cost for being able to play all the things, right? And so if cards like the the actual spells that you're playing, you, you have to have reduction of costs on these cards. And... If you reduce them and they still cost something, you still then have to have the mana to play all that stuff in a turn. And if you miss on the cost reduction on anything, specifically like the Mo'args now are going to cost one, or Ilganoth, it makes it really difficult to find the mana to be able to play all these things in one turn. And so I, I like the fact that this has been bumped up because it then makes it a little bit more difficult. And it makes, uh, you know, you have to be, I think, better with the deck. And you have to know and and more, be more conscious about how you're using your cards in order to get the cost reduction on them. I think it makes it so that, like, you know, how you use Glide, how you use some of the other card draw effects, suddenly become a little bit more difficult need to be used a little bit more differently because you have to think about how that cost reduction is going to work on these cards to do your OTK. And so I'm... The 2-4 for Morg always felt to me to be really powerful for 2 mana because of the effect on the card. This card is still powerful and as you said, it now survives certain, certain spells that it didn't survive before which could be... That official so there's a bit of a trade-off here but ultimately i think it makes the otk demon hunter slower and and makes it a bit more difficult and if if that's the goal i think then that's i think they've done a pretty good job of that
2: yeah i'm gonna echo what you guys already said uh i like these changes overall uh i feel like they're like two months too late. I wish this change would have happened like two months ago. Uh, You know, but uh, it's kind of interesting because I do think there will be a decrease in the amount that this card is played and effectively that will lead into it seeing less play right before then it ends up rotating in April-ish. Right? So, okay, that's fine. It, But I, I like this one.
0: Yeah. Okay. We are we are definitely over time, so let's go ahead and quickly quickly go through the buffs here. Um Beastalker Tavish his hero power cost 2 now. I mean, I think it makes it slightly better, but I don't think it like drastically makes me want to play Tavish any more than it, if I wanted to play Tavish before, I would still be playing Tavish, you know what I mean? I feel like this is a good change for him. I don't think it like cranks him up to eleven, but definitely makes him better.
1: I, th- I think it's a. I think I actually think this is a pretty significant improvement because it just the mana cost on this just didn't like. I didn't feel like I wanted to hero power. It just like yes, it 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 felt like I was paying three mana for an Animal Companion. I could always do that. It, it 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 didn't feel special. This feels special now. I'm getting it for a mana cheaper, and I can do it as many times as I want after I get after I after I play the hero card. So, I'm happy they made this change. I think Beast Stalker Tavish is better than it was before, and and I think combined with all those nerfs, I think we might actually see some Be- Beast Stalker Tavish in the short to immediate future or short to intermediate future, I should say.
2: Okay. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. I love this change. I wanted to play so bad and I did, I did play him and it felt fine. But then I, I did try it some today. There's a, apparently a, which, which I gave it a shot the win rate was mm, kind of meh, but Tavish felt great. Uh, there's like a. Basically, like a big beast hunter deck that's been going around now. That's actually playing uh, that Ickman at nine.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Kibler was <laughs> playing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow, it actually kind of works. Yeah. So the, the ick card is, is what so
1: the ic. the inman card is being played or you've yeah. got to be kidding me uh, brian, no. Bri-
0: i'm gonna brian killer was playing it so 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 <laughs> okay. so let that uh t- t- tell Tem- you again.
1: temper 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 my astonishment <laughs> exactly yes exactly well, yeah i, I
2: okay. will say i did play it today and i i played i don't know like 11 to 15 games or something with it. I did actually, within those games, get to complete the achievement for using him to pull out five different beasts from my deck. Wow. Pull out a beast, trade into a minion, pull out another beast. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Uh, It was a little less than 50% win rate, but Tavish felt way better. You're able to now do uh you know on turn eight if you've played tavish you can do a six mana something plus tavish or on nine you can play you know the seven cost bear plus the hero power now um with the deck you're in that deck you're running quite a bit of eight cost stuff so you're able to play those eight cost things and still squeeze in a hero power uh i love this change i want to play more tavish
0: okay i think we can just uh uh, lump this next set of buffs into just one thing, so the Gray Sage Parrot, uh, Magister Dawngrasp, and Wildfire. So, uh, Gray Sage Parrot, uh, that's the one that casts the highest cost spell in your hand, right? This yeah.
1: repeat the last oh. spell you've cast that costs five or okay. more.
0: Yeah, so significantly better going from an eight cost to a six cost so it's a four or five i mean it feels like a very very powerful card now i mean it was powerful but felt like too slow this feels like a nice point um that you can use this especially now you know like you see a lot of uh Mask of C'Thun being run. So, like, this is a nice one to follow up after Mask of Cthulhu, So, that's a big, big nod for it. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Don Grasp going down to 7 mana. And his hero power changing to do 2 damage instead of 1. And Wildfire now stacks on top of it. Because it goes through the whole game. So you don't have to start over. I th- is that what it was? Because
1: Yeah, so the Wildfire rework is so that it persists yeah. through swapped hero That's powers. That's what I so thought. If you play Wildfire before you played Magister Dongrass, you would have a two damage hero power and then go back to a one damage hero power. Now you keep that. All the way through the the game, which I think is a is a good change. I think it's how you would want that to work if you're going to be trying to play a deck with Magister Dongrasp in it and Wildfire. And so I'm glad to see that it now
0: works that way. I mean this yes. th- this is it feels a lot. Better. I was gonna say Mage, this is the change you've been yep. waiting for. This these are the changes that make Mordresh like yeah. ping mage is a yes. ping mage is one like i saw a lot of ping mage today like that is 100 percent a real thing now it's not a meme anymore it's not a side project it is here this is the these are the changes that that make ping mage a thing
1: I was going to say that, you know, we talked about this with Beast Stalker Tavish. When I play a hero card, I want to feel powerful after I play the hero card. The fact that this comes down a turn earlier and gives you automatically a one damage increase on your hero power is huge. And the fact that it adds that honorable kill thing to to, to go even more, I, I, I legitimately understand why people would want to play ping mage now as a result of it. This feels powerful this feels like a something that can win me hearthstone games I mean you're you're wanting like if Dongrass recasts wildfire for you when you play it it's like oh my gosh this suddenly feels amazing so I I'm very much looking forward to playing some games of this to to see how it feels because it it to me these two changes feel feel really powerful and I think the gray Sage Parrot change does make sense as well. You still have to have invested a large amount of mana in order to play the spell initially. And so, in order to get the effect, the Battle Cry effect again, you know, get that spell again, you still are paying a fair amount of it. You know, if you're playing, if you're getting a second uh, Cthune you're you're still paying six mana to get a body plus that that spell recast so you're paying almost that amount again so i i think i think it makes sense it it shouldn't have felt like a a huge it it felt like too much to pay before it now it feels like it feels like the right amount to pay
2: yeah they i think all of the changes feel pretty good um orange put together a pretty sweet list that's that's uh already kind of going around making its rounds um it's like a hybrid of ping mage and big spell mage so it utilizes all of these and it does feel like they kind of fill in each other's weaknesses um also runs snowman which also you know helps you give bigger spells and just create stuff on the board um for me feels fantastic to be playing a mix of minions and spells again in mage. I'll say that. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and then just other one other point to that that I just did want to point out um because I I think it's important to recognize but uh Dawn Grasp is non-binary so they.
0: Oh, oh, uh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah. So <laughs>
2: Yes it's non non-binary character okay cool uh so so my please. my
0: apologies my apologies I did not know that, so I will
2: I believe the first character that they have put in that they have officially confirmed that cool it is a non-binary character so cool. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out because awesome. We I we want to recognize. That. I I
0: did not know that, and I very much. If I make that mistake again, I will apologize. But like, I will try and remember Don Grass designed by binary and to refer to them as they. So no problem. <laughs> I just sometimes I don't know, and I apologize for making that mistake. I can, I know i i it's it's cool to see that representation for for people out there so i i'm i think that's really cool okay so uh past that i think that wraps up we spent a lot of time going over those there's a lot of a lot of talk so mage what is what is the poll question for this week what do we have
1: well, we saw a host of nerfs and some buffs in the latest balance change that went live on Monday. So we want to know from you what class benefits the most from the balance changes. Is it Mage, Hunter, uh, Rogue? Potentially could be benef- get get some benefit for you know maybe somebody that's not playing the Octobot, perhaps or. Give us give us your class. Tell us other and tell us which class you think benefits the most from these balance changes. And we will share with you
0: the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr. 3HS. Follow our top pin tweet and that will take you to the Dr. 3 Discord. And you can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter at Daring Alcline and Twitch. Uh, same place, Daring Dragonrider, what about you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, Twitch and YouTube, DragonriderDK. Uh, talking all things mercenaries every week over at the Spirit Healer podcast. And I do just want to plug uh, Monday, the 27th, that is this coming Monday, at 8 a.m. Mountain Time, um, I'm actually going to be doing a and a stream. Um, my chat's completed a community goal for that. So if you want to ask me any questions relating to, I mean, Hearthstone, Hitting Legend, Mindset, Improvement, um, Content Creation stuff, Podcasting, uh, Team Ownership stuff... Uh, you know whatever anything that you want to ask me um, you know I'm taking questions ahead of time so I can kind of actually prepare more detailed things Um, more questions I get the better content it's going to be and hopefully I can even put some of that up on YouTube as well so if you can get me those questions ahead of time as well so that you can make sure that I answer that for you but I'm pretty excited to do that
0: and mage, take us home
1: you can find me on Twitter talking about Hearthstone and all its various formats as well as D&D and some other games that I've been playing. And I'm going to have an announcement real soon on a new content uh, project that I've been working on. So uh, tune in for that at death,
0: Yeah. Also, this is episode 130, 132. We are going to do something special for episode one thirty eight in honor of the Simpsons one hundred and thirty eighth episode spectacular. <laughs> are we really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. We definitely are. I. We. I've got to talk to the cuz I'm kind of drop I mentioned it before but like that is like my favorite episode of the Simpsons and it's always such a a funny concept of just a random such a random number <laughs> it's not a nice neat now like 50 or 100 it's 138 so <laughs> definitely going to do that so we'll we'll have some more details on that in the future once we confirm everything so um thank you guys for tuning in and as always you've been listening to Doctor 3
1: Wait, get Magister Dawn Grasp. I need to play some big Mage. Boom.